0: Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Well, just like everybody else, President Biden's New Year's resolutions fell apart in the third week of January. (laughs) The Supreme Court struck down his vaccine mandate, the voting rights bill got blocked, and his approval rating is so low it's gone into power save mode. (laughs) (laughs) But. There you go. Wow. Um, just a quick update, because I promised this on Friday and tweeted about it. I did get slimwear, wear, uh, but I didn't uh, buy shape Shape wear? Shape wear. Yeah, I, yeah. I knew I had the wrong, term wrong. Shape wear. So the pictures that we were looking at on Friday was kind of like some sort of pants that goes up to your lower abdomen. Yeah. That's not where I have my issues. You know, we all gain weight in different places, I guess. My issues are further north. So I bought the shapewear that is... More for holding your. I'm a sophomore girl. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Just say moobs. All right, Moob everybody knows like, yeah, Um. Yeah. Anyway, I bought that chaperone, but I didn't get small enough. I got large, and I apparently I need a medium. It needs to be tighter. I need to smi- smash these things down and move them around. So. Oh yeah, I'll try it again.
0: Yeah, it's got to fit like a sausage casing.
1: Is that comfortable, or does that get to- you get used to it? It's not super comfortable. At the end of the day,
0: you're glad to take it off. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I would say, yeah. Uh, I have one, I can't even remember how or why I came into, I think it was from a sponsor or something, but it's like an ultra-tight, uh, like, compression shirt thing that I really like. It really squashes everything down nice and nice and even. But it just, like in the summertime, under a golf shirt, it would be oppressive.
1: So shapewear becoming popular for men, it's already popular for women. So do you end up in a situation where you got two people dating they're both wearing shapewear all the time and then if their relationship you know becomes serious enough at some point you both have to reveal to each other at the same time
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly let it all hang out all right whatever yeah yeah i'd hope at that point you don't care as much or something
1: or Mm -hmm. or what
0: who's gonna call whom
1: exactly I thought you, but I thought you. Nah.
2: All right.
0: Yeah, let's get it on. <laughs> so uh, Colin Jost with a little joke about uh, Biden's approval ratings, which are heading south faster than a goose in uh, November. Um, anyway, man, did he have a week last week? We, we, we heard this, uh, this clip Last week, we didn't get it on, but it's Brett Baer describing a single week last week for the Biden administration. Michael, you got that handy?
2: Uh, which number is that?
0: Ah, Boy, it's the one, you know, that that one we were talking about. I'm scanning Jack scanning. Thought you were in on the plan. Somebody help.
2: Thirty-three clip thirty-three. Let's just review the past four days for the Biden administration and this president. The CDC fact checks liberal justices pushing the vaccine mandate. Americans largely lose faith in the CDC, at least by what they say to pollsters. Finding a COVID test is hard around the country. Record cases around the country. Hospitals reaching capacity. The president pivots to a voting rights speech, with a speech even members of his own party panned. Uh, Stacey Abrams did not show up for that event in Atlanta, her state, her issue. Inflation hits a four-decade high. Consumers complain about bare shelves. Stories about a 2024 ticket without Biden or Harris pop up all over the place. Harris is mocked for another rough network TV interview. The president stumbles through a teleprompter COVID event asking for the testing czar's name. The president admits voting rights bill will likely fail, as you just heard, as Senator Sinema from Arizona takes to the floor before he arrives on the Hill. Senator Manchin's statement again, definitive on the filibuster. Senator Manchin tells reporters today he hasn't talked to the president since before Christmas, and there's been no renegotiation of Build Back Better. The Supreme Court knocks down the vaccine mandate for private businesses, over 100 employees. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan announces no further talks with Russia as the Russians get more aggressive. North Korea launches yet another missile, and the Pentagon says they're surprised by that capability. DHS announces 104,000 migrants Between March and August of last year, only 50,000 checked in with ICE.
1: That's quite a uh, week. And uh, sandwiched in there, he mentioned the lots of chatter about Biden and Harris and whether or not they'll be on the ticket. New York Post had an article over the weekend with yet another couple of sources saying Bill Clinton is working with Hillary behind the scenes. They think it is their time. Can America's
0: memory be that short? So while I mean, she didn't lose to Barack Obama because he was transcendent, although he is a very talented politician, granted. She kind of lost because she's not very good at it. And she didn't lose against Trump because Trump ran a wonderful campaign.
1: It's that she's so utterly unlikable. What? Dick Morris, former Clinton strategist, said that uh, absolutely he sees Hillary getting in. <laughs> he predicted now
0: everybody's got it
1: dick morris predicted a uh, a clinton trump race so we'll do that again so you got some pundits out there saying biden trump part two others Never. saying trump clinton part two uh it's interesting uh the there might be a challenge for the nomination if trump does decide to run in fact it's almost guaranteed it would seem uh trump saying some rough stuff about Governor DeSantis of Florida over the weekend, about how he's afraid to admit or or answer the question whether or not he got the vaccine or the boosters. He's a coward. DeSantis said over the weekend, my biggest mistake was not objecting to the Trump administration's national lockdowns. So he's painting Trump as a lockdown guy. And me, DeSantis, I'm more freedom, less lockdown than Trump. And uh, so Trump's going after him about the afraid to say. So they're they're going at each other. Yeah. And there have been some signs limited but significant
0: of Trump world deciding Trump isn't Trumpy enough. So DeSantis right? is going to try to
1: out Trump Trump. Well, that's what the Oath Keepers said on January 6th. Yeah. He's all and- talk. We got to take it into our own hands.
0: You had Ann Coulter for what that's worth, essentially throwing uh, Trump under the bus. So, I don't know. It all feels a little ragged to me. So the yeah.
1: early thinking was, well, um, would Trump be taking these shots if he wasn't at least considering running for the nomination? I don't know. Um, the early thinking was, if Trump decides he wants to run, it's his nomination. That was the early thinking for me and and a number of other people. Uh, it's just because all you got to do is get the plurality. You don't have to get sixty percent of the voters in Iowa. you just need to get the biggest number and with a 90% approval rating in the Republican party you would think he would get that but i don't know a lot of time between now and then yeah yeah could get very interesting you see he's getting challenged from a bunch of different sides
0: i would definitely if you have the time make a note of anybody predicting trump v biden 2 and ignoring everything they say for the rest of their days
1: <laughs> when that turns out they're wrong
0: because they are uh, you know mentally uh, you know troubled dialed back they did can't process information apparently it's a ludicrous notion it'll never happen
1: china announced their first case of omicron in beijing where the olympics start here in about a week and a half there from what i understand about the way omicron spreads there is zero chance you could have one case of it impossible
0: Unless that guy was smuggled into Beijing encased in amber, he gave it to seventy five people who gave it to seven hundred and fifty thousand. In a right. city like Beijing, please, game right. over.
1: Right. So I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen at the Olympics, if they're gonna lie about it and try to keep it quiet, or if it's just gonna I mean, if, if it's if it's starting its two week run today, two weeks before the Olympics start, um that 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 that, that town is just gonna be overwhelmed with Omicron. Right while the Olympics are starting, like the night of the opening ceremony, they could be at the peak of everybody having Omicron.
0: Yeah, and that's going to be, well, it'll be interesting to see, because old Winnie the Mao, I'm trying to come up with a new (laughs) nickname for she, (laughs) who looks like Winnie the Pooh, but I want to throw in a reference to communism. Winnie the Mao, that's pretty good. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty good. Anyway, Winnie the Mao is sworn that zero COVID. We're going to stamp it out. There is no COVID in China. What COVID? What are you talking about? Wuhan, what (laughs) now? So as a cover-up of the enormous crimes China has committed against humanity, she has really gone hardcore on there will be no COVID. Anybody gets COVID, we're going to lock you in your apartment for the next six weeks. If indeed Omicron washes over Beijing in a way that's practically inevitable, because the Olympics start when? February 7th or something like that?
1: Exactly. Somebody Google that for us, will you?
0: Yeah. I mean, let's see. That's three weeks. Yeah, that's the timing is perfect for it to just explode, and all the athletes are going to get it. And I just I like it because it'll embarrass she. It shouldn't embarrass him, but you know he's gone all commie on us as commies will, and declared that there ain't going to be any. Well, I think there is going to be some, quite quite a bit.
1: Wall Street Journal had a pretty interesting piece over the weekend about the difference between our inflation problems now and in nineteen eighty two or whenever that was. Remember he had the biggest number in 40 years? Yeah, I read that. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. there's some interesting stuff in there. Some of it's good news, some of it's not so good news, but maybe we'll talk about that later in the uh, in the hour. Um, oh, could you briefly tell me what's going on with the tennis player? Yeah,
0: Novak Djokovic, as uh, he's being called, at least here, uh, he he tried to get into Australia, said, uh, yeah, I've been vaxxed, but he, he, he lied. And they figured it out, and so the, the, the Department of Something said, you can't come in. Then a court said, yeah, you can. And then that the immigration minister, apparently, imagine that, folks. They've got a government guy who's in charge of immigration. Um, he said, I have the authority to keep your tennis playing ass out, and I'm doing it.
1: So the number one tennis player in the world is not going to play in one of the four major tournaments, the Australian Open, because he doesn't want to get vaccinated. Well, not only that, he's the defending champ, and one more... Uh, win of a major vaults
0: him. Is it into a tie with a Federer or, or one past Federer or something? So it's a major thing. I'm not a big tennis fan. I'm just going on whatever.
1: He's super committed to not getting vaccinated, though, huh? Apparently, yeah. yeah. Nobody likes the guy very much. I've discovered.
0: I've talked to several tennis fans about this, mm. and he's kind of the villain. Uh, you love to hate him. Uh, what the hell do I know? So
1: so is he so he's like Aaron Rodgers, you know, like at the top of his sport, but willing to risk quite a bit to uh, to stick with the, uh i'm not gonna get vaccinated
0: hmm yeah yeah it's interesting uh speaking of that we, you know we've got some pretty interesting stuff from over the weekend covid wise i'm not sure i'm in the mood though uh you me everybody were all worn out by the discussion yeah. blah blah well, I'll testing, tell you what, blah testing everybody blah, blah,
1: outside blah. at the park in myville wearing masks every man woman and kid that's just effing crazy my two kids were the only people out of i'm um, i mean it was packed 75 people the only two out of 75 people without a mask on and i i felt kind of bad because i don't i don't want to make other people nervous and like uncomfortable um but i'm not comfortable making my kids wear a mask outside and i was all ready to go i was loaded and ready for <laughs> and to nicely challenge if anybody said anything to me yeah. if if you come up with an article showing that masks are necessary outside i will have my kids put a mask on
0: which is a good good way to put it. And and I'm guessing you and your town are among, like, top 1% vaccinated places oh, right.
1: on Right, yeah, almost certainly. It's a religious cult. Am I wrong, or you still can't spread it outside, according to all studies?
2: Catch me outside, how about that?
1: I can't, that's the problem. <laughs> um,
2: but also,
0: also... We're talking kids in parks. Right. Kids are not going to get seriously ill. What part of that do you not get? You obsessed weirdo, educated yet dopey cultists. Damn you, I say, damn you. <laughs> Hysteria. Human beings. Uh, what a what an awful uh, species we are. <laughs> so bright but
1: so stupid. Our text Please. line, we got all that stuff on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. <laughs>
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty
2: Show. America, I'm here to tell you there's one simple thing you can do to make this whole virus go away, stop seeing (laughs) Spider-Man. Just stop seeing Spider-Man. Okay, think about it. When did Spider-Man come out? December 17th. When did every single person get Omicron? The week after December 17th. Stop seeing Spider-Man. I mean, don't you wake up every morning and look at the news and think, oh, this can't be right. This is all crazy. People got vaccinated and the pandemic got worse. You have to wear a mask in a restaurant for the 10 feet until you sit down. Then you take it off for the whole meal. Unless you got to go to the bathroom. Then you got to put it back on. Is it COVID in the bathroom? How does any of it make sense?
1: <laughs> I agree with that. How does any of it make sense? Well, that's
0: practically universally agreed on at this point, isn't it? Including liberal comedians,
1: and yet it still exists. It's some sort of weird, we're paying attention to the COVID theater that we all participate in for some reason. Anywho, uh, that was from Saturday Night Live. This is from one of the talk shows yesterday. We always like it when James Carville, the raging Cajun, has something to say. You don't talk about what you didn't get. That's what these Democrats whine too much, Chuck. (laughs) <laughs> Just quit being a whiny party and get out there and, and fight and tell
2: people what you did and tell people the exact truth.
1: There's James Carville saying they're the whiny party. His day is gone. Yep, it is. It, the,
0: the thing is to promise something undeliverable and ridiculous... Then pretend to advocate for it and screech that the other side is evil because they prevented you from attaining your utopia. That is the politics over
1: and over again of our time, and maybe for the rest of my life. I don't know. And then back to the COVID and some politics. This is Dr. Scott Gottlieb on Face the Nation yesterday. I think the administration made some mistakes at a macro level. The first was buying into this prevailing narrative when they took office that a lot of the problems, if not all the problems at CDC and from the federal public health agencies owed to the Trump's administration and and their mishandling of those agencies. Now, notwithstanding what the Trump administration did, it didn't do to try to reform those agencies and interfere in their operations. The reality is those agencies had deep flaws, and it made it hard to reform the agencies once you bought into that that macro narrative. That's Gottlieb saying, claiming it was Trump's fault and not these flawed agencies didn't do you any good. And uh, the problem with that is there will be little to no effort to make the FDA and the CDC more prepared for the next big crisis if we're mostly going to act like it was Trump's fault.
0: Right, doing the work of government as opposed to speechifying and performative politics like we were talking about. Actually, the Whole Foods controversy, which you may or may not be following, is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Uh, Maybe on the other side of the break we can talk about that.
1: Whole Foods, the grocery store?
0: Yes, sir. They're in serious trouble with the Biden administration. I don't know this. Well, well, forget it. Your your organic kale might be gone soon.
1: Shut down by the fence. If you miss an hour of the show, you can grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The guy hates the cold. He doesn't play well. And he says the reason is because he's got bad circulation. So his toes get cold. And as you know, with your can I, feet. Can I,
1: can I give you a suggestion for him? You Josh Allen me. listening? Can people get this message to him? Viagra. Take some Viagra for the game, baby. got to get that circulation going right. A lot of NFL players, at least in my day, took Viagra because it opens up the blood vessels. A lot of endurance athletes. Because Viagra was first uh, a heart medicine. Right? So it builds up circulation, which makes sure that it get the circulation to the feet. I thought it was interesting there that you get the one whoever there is talking about it. Lots of players use it, and here's why. And the other guy just laughing. (laughs) It's a penis medication. (laughs) No, the guy's explaining to you that people do use it. Top athletes who wouldn't be doing it if they didn't think it helped them, and why they're using it. Why are you laughing? Because it has something to do with erections. Like an idiot hyena. (laughs) That's That's interesting. That was. Uh, do other people do that? Or did, did, did anybody listening do that? Like, if you're going to run a marathon, do you take Viagra or before you work out or anything?
0: No, I certainly don't mind you making jokes as well. If you'd like to make some sort of, you know, untoward toilet humor. <laughs> but
1: well, that's interesting. If you're not in a situation with any sexual stimulation, it's going to have any effect on that. So right. it's, it's just, uh, yeah, opens up your blood vessels. Interesting. Um, so I don't know if this is a big deal or not. I I thought it was fairly striking. For whatever reason, it would seem that Dr. Fauci has not been uh, open and honest about his financial situation, his personal finances. And I don't know if it was a foyer or who forced this out, but it turns out Dr. Fauci's really rich. He's got $10.4 million in investments, for instance. That's a lot of money for a guy who's been a public servant for so long. I appreciate you dedicating your life to public service and your $10.4 million in investments, including $2.3 million in unrealized gains. In what sectors exactly did you (laughs) make money in? I would like to know that. He makes $434,000 a year. Uh, He's the nation's highest paid federal employee, Dr. Fauci. Did you know that? I did not know that. Well, and he's I'm sure
0: been making well into six figures for 40 years.
1: He is old, but turning $400,000 a year in an expensive city like Washington DC into 10.4 million dollars in investments would not be an easy thing to do. I don't well, know. He's done well. Maybe he has, he has the
0: uh, the inside word on I don't know,
1: pharmaceutical stocks. I don't know, but they're going to look into that more. Hmm. It's amazing how many of our public servants are ungodly rich. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Not just
1: like doing well, like crazy rich. Well, and you
0: don't hear about their spouses who keep their money separate for ethical reasons, and their kids and, and their brother, old Jim Biden or whatever, how much money they have. It's crazy, crazy. Oh, speaking of politics, I wanted to pay this off, talking about Whole Foods. They're in this controversy where... They had a bunch of employees say, We want to wear Black Lives Matter stuff.
1: Oh, right. I remember at that.
0: work. Right. And Whole Foods said, No, we don't wear anything but Whole Foods gear at Whole Foods. And in fact, their uh their rebuttal, which um oh man, I thought I had it in front of me, but I, but I don't. They said, Look, we come to work and the only thing we worry about is great customer service and delivering fresh groceries to our customers. That's why we're there, folks. And that's the reason you showed up. That's the reason we pay you.
1: And then charging people a shocking amount for it.
0: Well, that goes without saying. But so anyway, This is a great example of the, the politics of our time. That is a 100% permissible policy. Absolutely. It's it's enshrined in law that if you stack the rulings, it'd be up to your eyes. Um, It's just, it's utterly without question whether a company can do that. Well, the National Labor Relations Board has ruled that Whole Foods illegally barred its employees from donning Black Lives Matter masks
1: at work. Well, that's the end of the public workplace uh, all the way around then. The NLRB claimed the company's dress code was a violation of
0: federal labor laws, which allow workers the right to take part in, quote, concerted activities for their mutual aid and protection. What? Which is supposed to be about n- not making it illegal to uh, to form a union. That uh, sort of thing.
1: Are you telling me that every workplace now, everybody's going to be able to wear Trump hats and Black Lives Matter shirts and whatever the hell they want, and nobody can stop them?
0: Or communism now or stop the tunnel or Or abortion is
1: murder or whatever your thing is.
0: Right, or abortion on demand now at every business, sure. Well, and, and you're, you're actually ahead of me. You're absolutely right. Whole Foods, in their rebuttal, stated, quote, by singling out the phrase Black Lives Matter, the general counsel is Im- impermissibly favoring and requiring that Whole Foods favor certain expressions of political speech over others in its retail grocery stores, which is just so ABC 123 lawyers are slapping their heads they can't even believe this is happening. Um, it, it, here's what Here's what's actually happening. Here's the the next level analysis. And it's just so discouraging that we're we're at this point. The NLRB, National Labor Relations Board, which is an appointed board by lefty Joe Biden, Democrat America, they know they don't have a legal leg to stand on. Never mind a leg. They don't have a toe to stand on. And the court is going to swipe this aside like a gnat. But they get credit for standing up for Black Lives Matter and we're on your side, we're fighting for you and the rest of it, and we're going to go ahead and do something that is blatantly unconstitutional. I mean, it just it it sets fire to the First Amendment, then craps on it while it burns. But they'll do it to rally their side,
1: knowing the courts will strike it down. Okay. You know, that's, that's, that's the time it's we live in It's
0: performative
1: politics. Yeah, that's the time we live in. It's not good. Yeah, it's just, no, it's not. Not at all. Hmm. Obviously, that's an unworkable situation to allow employees to uh, display their colors at work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it is perfectly reasonable to say you're on the clock. You don't engage in political speech in in the shop. It's
1: perfectly reasonable. That reminds me, for some reason, I was enjoying the fabulous customer service at Best Buy yesterday. As I took my son's computer in, because I just could not get anything to show up on the screen. This is his desktop. That's not good. It's something dumb. Like, it just said, HDMI 1, no signal. Like, I got it hooked up wrong or something, probably. And I just, I was on the phone with the helpline for an hour or so. Did those help lines? Did you try rebooting it? Right. That's step one. That the first thing they ask you. I got the sense on some helpline that I was on, maybe Best Buy, maybe a different one. You don't know. Um, on some helpline was, I got the sense that this person didn't know much more about it than me. They were just on a website, like, going through the checklist of things to do. Oh, yeah. You've got, what do you call that?
0: Like a yes, no. And it's, it's like a flow chart yeah. thingy.
1: Yeah. I want an expert that, like, you know, has this in their head. Can you talk to those people or not?
0: You can't afford an expert. Anyway, when I got to Best Buy. You can't afford a nice young man in Indonesia
1: going through his checklist. That I can barely understand. Right. Uh, but then I got to Best Buy, and I was talking to the Geek Squad guy, and he was actually like very knowledgeable and like helping me out right there. And I told him, I said, I would give anything for your your skill. I mean, you have the skill in the modern world. The ability to make computer stuff work. Just I, I, I told him, I can't even imagine how relaxing it must be to be you. And he said, Ah, it's not as great as you think. I said, ah, you don't know, though. You don't know how <laughs> frustrating it is to be me. I said, you don't have any idea because you're good at this sort of stuff. And you've always been good at this stuff. You're young. You don't know what it's like to be the rest of us who can't do this stuff. How murderously angry it makes us when we can't do the simplest thing. Or when we have something important to be done and we're being impeded by
0: the very tools we've bought to do
1: it. <laughs> right. Right. And I just, I've tried to accept, I think you've talked about this, I've tried to accept that we're, we're even though it's been around for a while, we're on the, on the leading edge of this, all this stuff it being computer stuff. And it's probably what it was like for automobiles in the early 20th century. When they worked the way they were supposed to, they were just awesome. But they didn't work the way they were supposed to all the time. And you had to be able to, you know, find a spark plug or fix a belt or carburetor or whatever if you really wanted to use them. Because they didn't work Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. I think that's where we are with computers. And I assume in the future, most stuff will work the way it's supposed to. But it's just so frustrating to me when things don't do what they claim in the little instruction book with their three steps that it's supposed to do to make my sound bar play sound, for instance.
0: Right. Or right. whatever. The yeah, problem I deal is. with this. Uh, yeah, yeah. You are a Luddite. You must admit that. It's part of the equation. Um, and I, I know and love people with varying degrees of proficiency with this sort of thing.
1: I don't, but um, see, I, this, this is where I got to let go of the anger. I don't want to have to have proficiency. You sold me a product that says that if I do these things, this outcome will occur, and it didn't. And you're telling me, oh, well, you need to do this and this. Ah, but that wasn't in there anywhere. You're telling me that now as an expert. But that wasn't is in your... Is this letting go of anger we're listening to? This wasn't in your instructions anywhere. It said in your instructions, do one, two, three, which I did, and it's not working. That there's some other thing to do. Well, that's news to me. See, that's where I want to get to is where it works the way they say it's going to work. But it right. doesn't most of the time. Right. Some things do. Apple stuff mostly does. My Tesla mostly is, yeah. but lots of things don't. Right.
0: Well, and you've you've mentioned two very expensive products. Uh,
1: true. True. That, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, well I want. Damned if you do. Damned if you do. Do so I need to go to Germany to meet the guy from Bose that I'm angry at? Would I need to fly <laughs> to Frankfurt to grab him by his leader because they all wear it and say look you know that of course they do he's got his stein of beer and i want to grab yeah. him and i say what can i help you with this is all i want dude i want to plug a speaker into the back of my tv and the sound comes out that's all i effing want this Has isn't you what- <laughs> <laughs> have you downloaded the latest software what I just want to plug a speaker into my TV. If I download the, no, no, you got to update the firmware. What? (laughs) I'd grab him by his suspenders, (laughs) right? Because they all wear them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Beat him over the head with his with his
1: versed Stein. Why are you hitting me, you crazy American? (laughs) Have you updated the firmware, (laughs) man? That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we will finish strong. That's our vow to you.
0: Armstrong and
1: couple of texts on that topic if you didn't hear it uh get the podcast com. jack that has happened to me it got to the point where i found the checklist online and began reading it back to the technician on her phone <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny and we got yeah. this here's somebody from my uh from my neighborhood i guess uh mentally speaking talent speaking i know how to cut steel beams with blocks of c4 but ask me to program that sound bar and i'll end up just using the c4 again yeah <laughs>
0: i hear you yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it it takes a lot of time to accumulate the knowledge that it takes to just troubleshoot.
1: It's yeah, it's, yeah, Ugh. Yeah, but it's a. I I had this conversation with the Best Buy tech yesterday, though. I said I get that, but I said I think there's also a personality type involved. I think like. When, when you get this, you kind of get excited, like, oh, this is an interesting challenge for me to figure out, whereas it just makes me want to murder someone. Yeah, see, that's the
0: difference like between my wife and me, is I will come across a technical problem, and I'll think, okay, a mystery. Let's see if we can figure yeah, this out. Yeah, the
1: mystery is who I'm going to kill. Yeah, the hell, okay. Who I'm going to yep. bludgeon with a brick yep. that is responsible sure. for this not working the way it's supposed to work.
0: Yep, you sound like Judy with lower voice. Uh, so Oh, boy, speaking of uh, funny things, this got a guffaw out of me. Uh, the Babylon Bee. In his most recent round of new COVID guidelines for Texas, Governor Greg Abbott has announced any new arrivals from California must quarantine for 30 years before they'll be allowed to assimilate into the general population. That's pretty funny. That is pretty damn funny. Uh, Anyone from California who wishes to live in Texas will be required to wear a mask in seclusion for three whole decades while eating smoked brisket and studying Texas history. No voting, social gathering, talking, or any freaky California stuff they're used to will be allowed until officials are ensured that the last remaining traces of California have been removed from their psyche.
1: I like the term freaky California stuff.
0: (laughs) That is pretty damn funny. That's nice. Oh, yeah, speaking of which, San Francisco Chronicle over the weekend. We don't have time to get into this much, but we mentioned it earlier in the show. This is seriously in an editorial in the Chronicle. Want true equity? California should force parents to give away their children. If California is ever going to achieve true equity, the state must require parents to give away their children. Today's Californians often hold up equity... The idea of a just society completely free from bias is our greatest value. That's not what quote-unquote equity is, by the way. And no, I don't. Uh, Then he mentions Gavi says he makes decisions through an equity lens. But their promises of newly equitable systems are no match for the power of their parents. Fathers and mothers with greater wealth, education, or other resources are more likely to transfer these advantages to their children, compounding privilege over generations. As a result, children of less advantaged parents face an uphill struggle. Social mobility is stalled and democracy has been corrupted.
1: So I thought this was some sort of joke or parody or something, but there's like no indication that it is. It never winks at you. Right. So if, if, it, if it is, they, they went too thick.
0: My solution is simple, and
1: while we wait for
0: the legislation to pass, we can act now. The rich should give their children to the poor, and the poor should give their children to the rich. Homeowners might swap children with their homeless neighbors. If this is not a joke, I've got to say, if the rich give their children to the poor and vice versa, they're a be exactly the same number of rich kids and poor kids (laughs) just different kids they'll just have different genetics (laughs) what the f of you accomplished you lunatic (laughs) hey
1: kids it's that time again with armstrong and getty here's your host for final thoughts joe getty thank you jack let's get a
0: final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day our technical director michelangelo pressing the buttons in the controller michael
2: so I'm watching uh, NFL football yesterday, and I'm basically having a heart attack because the game's so uh, close, and then the wife says, don't worry, it's
1: not over yet, and it's just a game. Those two phrases oh. if, when your husband
0: is
2: watching football, don't ever mutter those. It's just Just, a just a game. leave me be. <laughs>
0: like saying, calm down. It's never worked in the history of mankind or womankind. Young
1: Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer. Alex, do you have a final thought? You know, much like Michael, I was sitting there watching the game with my fiancé, getting really into it, and uh, whenever she watches, the team that I root for does not play as well. So she and I have a silent look where I just look at her and then look upstairs and she goes upstairs and things work out well. Awesome.
0: That's a little disturbing. (laughs) Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought for us?
1: Every Martin Luther. Arthur King Jr. birthday I mentioned this Um, if you're really into the subject or want to learn more read any of the Taylor Branch trilogy Parting the Waters is one of my favorite books I've ever read in my life about uh, black Americans in America in the 60s and moving forward and it's really good stuff
0: fabulous uh my final thought is much less enlightened and intellectual it is that i've uh, jumped onto the wordle bandwagon alex uh fourth line i nailed it please anybody got the hard games oh once in your life maybe please
1: wordle i just see a block with green squares i can't get any further than that
0: well that's where the fun begins okay fill it in those squares
1: do i need to download an app
0: or something uh, there, I think there are apps, but you can just go mm. to the website, and there are no ads or anything. Armstrong and Getty, wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com for our podcasts. If you miss a chunk of the show, it's Armstrong and Getty On Demand, or wherever you like to get podcasts. You can email us, mailbag at com. if there's something we ought to be talking about. Oh, we got all our hot links for you, all sorts of interesting stuff we talked about, some that we didn't.
1: Enjoy the read. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The game is over. God, this can't be all right. This is all crazy. <laughs> what do I want to do? What makes my heart sing? Usually I use about, you know, four thirds of the bottom. I
1: woke up this morning and thought one thing I'm going to do today is and bring no, down
0: what Martin the Are you did? insane? Do you want another co-host? Do you have somebody else in mind? This is, this is dangerous ground we're playing with here. You're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. Hold on.
2: Just forget it. <laughs> on that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.